The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Okay, praise the name of the Lord. Today we are in part two of our series, Step Up. If you missed last week, you missed. My advice is, please get this CD or download the message for free and listen so that you will be on the same page. We did say that it's crowded at the bottom and God wants us to step up in every endeavor of life, in our personal lives. It's crowded at the bottom. At the bottom, there's a lot of confusion. There's, a, there's limited visibility. There's a lot of contention. There's a lot of strife at the bottom. At the bottom, you can't see far. You can't see clearly. God wants us to step up. God wants us to step up in our thinking. We explained that many times we struggle with what is called stinking thinking. We think so lowly, that if they were to project our thoughts on the screens today, how proud would you be if we were to just put a cable in your head and project all your thoughts for last week on the screens? We need to step up in our thoughts. We need to step up in our speech, how we talk. We need to step up in our actions, how we respond and our reactions. We need to step up in our witness. Many of us here, we are saved, past forgiven, hope and purpose for living, home in heaven. Jesus is Lord. So we all know that. Let's recite it together. Past for, purpose for, home in, Jesus is alive. So we, <laughs> we are excited about that. Totally excited. Now, because our past is forgiven, we have a purpose for living, and we have a home in heaven, and we have people that are close to us, but far from God. If they do not change their lives, we know that they're going to spend eternity away from God. We know, but God wants us to step up and make the difference. God wants us to step up and reach out to them Connect them so that their past can be forgiven, so that they can have a purpose for living, and they can have a home in heaven. So to step up in our thinking, in our speech, in our actions, in our witness, we have to step up spiritually. So today, we're going to look at stepping up spiritually. We're going to zoom in on stepping up spiritually. God is saying to you and I, step up spiritually. Revelations chapter 4. From verse 1, Revelations chapter 4, from verse 1. It says, then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice, everybody say the same voice. The same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen thereafter. 
straight away we see here from scripture that it is the same voice. In other words, there was, there's an existing relationship. Before you can begin to step up spiritually, you must be alive spiritually. You cannot step up spiritually if you are not alive spiritually. You cannot, for instance, begin to go to the next level. In, in, let's say you, there's a university and everybody is stepping up to the next level. The guys in year one are going to year two. The guys in year two are going to year three. The guys in year three are going to year four. The guys in year four are passing out or going to year five, depending on the course and all that stuff. But assuming you don't have an admission into that university, can you even be thinking of stepping up to the next level? Of course not. So you cannot even begin to step up if there is no admission. You cannot begin to step up spiritually if you are spiritually dead. So the, the first thing, and I pray today that if you are not spiritually ali alive, that today you will become spiritually alive. You will come in contact with God. So the first thing is you have to be spiritually alive before you can step up spiritually. Secondly, before you can step up spiritually, you have to be spiritually sound. You have to be spiritually healthy. You can be physically alive and bedridden and unhealthy. And you can take steps. Talk less of climbing steps. So it's possible to be spiritually alive and not be spiritually healthy. For you to step up spiritually, you have to be spiritually healthy. You have to be spiritually healthy. And in Industry House, we have um, an acronym, a mantra, if you will, that we use to help us stay spiritually healthy. We call it REP. Repping God, we say. REP. R-E-P. It's an acronym. R for relationships. E for experiences. P for practices. So, to stay healthy spiritually, you must have R-E-P. What is R? Relationships. What is E? Experiences. What is P? Practices. Relationships. Relationships. We've said it time and again that you are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. You are spiritually, you are the average of the three people that you spend the most time with. So your relationships determine how far you go, really, in life. Financially, same thing. You are the average of the three people you spend the same time with. Spiritually, is the same thing. Look, listen, if you are not a millionaire, find two millionaires, buy them lunch, carry their bag, spend time with them, guess what? You will be the third millionaire. If you, uh, it's, believe me, I mean, that's just how it is. If you're not a billionaire, you're a millionaire, you're not a billionaire, find two billionaires, carry their bag, shine their shoes, hang out with them, very soon, you'll be the third billionaire. Spiritually, is the same thing. If you want to be spiritually healthy, spiritually sound, find people that are thriving spiritually. Hang out with them. Take them to lunch. Babysit their children. Before you know it, you'll be spiritually healthy. How, 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 how do I know? I mean, because that is what I do. You are the average of the three people that you spend the most time with. If you spend your most time with people that are not going anywhere, guess what? Over time, you will be the third person that is not going anywhere. 
That's how it works. That's how it works. You can't be healthy. Which is why Gospel Witness is designed in a way that we encourage small groups, life groups, departments, units, whichever way we connect people via small groups. Why? So that one way or the other, you find somebody that is praying for you, you can pray for. That iron can sharpen iron. That things can move forward spiritually. God says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, that don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. Many of us, we think, oh, no, it doesn't matter. I can hang out with, with um, you know, and become, no, 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 no. So the question is, who do you physically hang out with? Who do you virtually hang out with? Who do you chat with the most on WhatsApp? Can we see your phone? Who do you chat the most with on WhatsApp? Who do you spend the time with on FaceTime the most? Whose book are you reading? There are people that they are, you can listen to their messages as if you've just hung out with them. Who's, you become the people that you hang out with. The second is experiences. E, experiences. You know, we, we have experiences so that we can be strong spiritually. You are in one of our experiences. We call it the weekend experience. One of the three. You are in the third one. The first one was yesterday evening, Saturday evening by 6.30. The second one was this morning by 8 o'clock. You are in the 10 o'clock service. Worship experience. We have a tribe experience. We have the journey. We say, if you are a member of Gospel Bible House, consider yourself a member of Gospel Bible House, you have to go through the journey. It's just part of the process. It's part of the journey. You have to go through the journey. It's the experience that we go through. We have NCR. Then we have the big one that we are preparing for, the God We Do It Again service. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so our experiences strengthens and fortifies us. By the way, the, the theme for this God Do Again service is power to become. Power to become. That's the theme. So we have our experiences and P, practices. While relationship and experiences involves other people and other Christians, practices are mainly personal. Your Bible study, your prayers, your personal fast, your personal devotion to God, practices. So if you have your relationships, your experience, your practices intact, you will be spiritually healthy. You will inevitably be spiritually healthy. So, and it is the spiritually healthy, really, that can step up. And God is saying, step up. Revelations 4.1 that we read, it says, I looked and I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the voice that I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen thereafter. You see, no matter how high you are, no matter what level you are, in God there's always a higher level. In God there's always a higher level. We have people that say, oh, we are, we are spiritual. We are 
on the mountain, you are high up. We, there's nowhere to step up. No, 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 no. There's always a higher level in God. There's always a higher level in God. Some of us will say, oh, I have all the spiritual inoculations. I don't need to do the fast. I am, you know, spiritual inoculations. Yoruba people call it a jesara, you know. You know, I have the fast. I've been fortified. You know. <laughs> Let the small, small girls and small, small boys do the fast. We, the big girls and the big boys, we don't need to do the fast. Listen, there is always a higher level in God. Except you are higher than God then. That means there's no higher level. But if you are not higher than God, there is always a higher level in God. For some people, the only thing that they say is, oh, 15 years ago, when I lay down on the dead, the dead came back to life. Oh, about seven years ago, you know, I preached the gospel. People gave their life to Jesus. Praise God for those testimonies. But what is happening today? What is God saying today? How is God using you when? Today. How is God using you today? Yet there are some people that will say, oh, pastor, this is not for me, you know. It's just for these people that are spiritual. You know, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a normal babe. I'm not, you know, this fasting thing is not for me. This, you know, I, I'm here to tell you, it is so for you. <laughs> because God is saying to you, step up. Step up. And you have to step up spiritually. He says, come up here and I will show you what must be. There are things that are pertinent to your destiny that you cannot see where you are. There are things that you need to know about your destiny, but they are not accessible on your current level. There are things you need to know about your life, about your, your business, about, about your career, that God wants to show you, but guess what? They are not accessible where you are. They are not. You need to step up. He says, the voice said to me, Come up here and I will show you. Come up here and I will show you what must happen. There are things you can only see from here that you cannot see from down there. Even physically right now, from up here, I can see many things you cannot see. Many things. I can tell you what's happening there, what's happening there, what's happening at that back, but you can't see it. Why? Because you're down there. But if I say, come up here, and you come up, and you stand here with me, guess what? You are able to see what I am seeing. So God is saying to you and I, come up here so that you can see what I am seeing. God is saying, come up here so that you can hear what I am hearing. There are things that you need to hear but cannot be heard from down there. There are things that can only be heard from up here. There are, power, there, are, there are levels of anointing and power that can only be accessible from up here. There are levels of revelation and wisdom that is only accessible from up here. There are levels of breakthroughs that can only be accessed from up here. There are levels of insights that can only be made available from where? 
come up here. And God is saying, come up here. The challenge is that a lot of people, have, they, they are filled with wishful thinking. I wish I was up there. I wish, I wish, I wish. God is saying, stop wishing. Come up. Come up. Come up here. Come up here so that I can show you. There's a song, popular song. I am going higher, yes I am. You know the song? Going higher. Not someday, today. Today. The people that are wishful thinkers is someday. But for us, it's when? Today. today. Okay, let's sing it together. One to go. I'm going higher, yes I am. I'm going higher today. I am going higher, yes I am. Going with Jesus to stay. I am going above the shadows into the presence of God. Into the presence of I'm going above the shadows. God is calling you to come up hither. Come up higher. Come up here. You need to go above the shadows. You need to go above wishful thinking. You need to go above the frivolities and the confusion that surrounds you. You need to step up. You need to set your face as a flint. There's so much that God wants to show you. There's so much that God wants to breathe into your life. But you need to step up. You need to step up. You need to step up spiritually. You know, by now, I'm sure you're like, Pastor, how can I step up? Tell me. I want to step up. If you look at that scripture, Revelation 4, 1, Revelation 4, 1, it says, Then I looked and I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I heard, I had heard before, spoke to me like a trumpet blast. And the voice came up here, and the voice said, sorry, come up here and I will show you what must happen thereafter. So for you to come up, there are four things that jumps at us from this scripture. For you to come up, Four things, and we are done. For you to come up, the first thing is you have to look up for you to come up. For you to come up, you have to look up. You know, last week we, we, we explained that you cannot step up when you are looking around. You cannot step up when you are looking back. You can't climb a staircase when you are looking back. At best, your progress will be impeded. But you could just fall flat on your face easily. You can't step up looking back. For you to step up, you have to what? You have to look up. Stop looking around. David says, I, I lifted up my eyes where? From where does my help come from? When we look up, we begin to see where our help comes from. Where our help comes from. 
says, Revelation 4, 1, Then I looked up and I saw a door standing open in heaven. I looked and I saw a door standing open in heaven. So I must, it must have been looking up because the, the, the door is open in heaven. It must have been looking up. So for us to step up spiritually, we have to look up. We have to look up. There are many things that are pressuring you. But God is saying to you, look up. There are many things that are putting doubts and casting aspersions, even at your faith. God is saying to you, look up. Look up. There are many things that want you to give up. But God is saying, don't give up. Look up. Because your help is coming. Praise the name of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. The word of God says to us, 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says, I really love this scripture. It says, so fix your eyes on what, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. So for we look, we look not at what can be seen. We look at what cannot be seen. Because what can be seen is temporal. Now look, listen to this. How can you look at what cannot be seen? It says, don't look at what can be seen. Look at what cannot be seen. How do you look at what cannot be seen? How do you fix your eyes on what cannot be seen? You look at what can be seen with your physical eyes, with the eyes that can be seen. You look at what cannot be seen with the eyes that cannot be seen, with your spiritual eyes. So you fix your eyes on what cannot be seen with your inner eyes. And when you do that, you realize that there's so much more to life than what we will eat and what we will drink. There's so much more to life that, than what we will wear. There's so much more to life than the things that we see. Praise the name of the Lord. So for you to come up, you have to look up. You have to look up. That's number one. Number two. For you to come up, you don't only have to look up, you have to listen up. For you to come up, you have to listen up. Then I looked and I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I heard, I had heard before, spoke to me. The voice said, come up here. The same voice that I heard spoke to me. It was listening. You have to listen up. If you want to step up, you have to listen up. What is God saying? You have to listen. What is God saying? Why? Because it is the same God. It is the same voice of the same God. That instructed you that will promote you. The same voice that instructed you that will promote you. So you better pay attention. What is God saying concerning your marriage? What is God saying? What is He saying? What is He saying concerning your business? What is He saying concerning your giving? What is He saying? Where to go? What is He saying? Who to help? What is he saying? What, where to stay? What is God saying? 
would you witness to what is God saying about your witness? And inherent in listening up are two things. Inherent in listening up is, is for us to pay attention. It's being attentive. It's paying attention. Many times God is speaking, but we are not listening. We are not listening. God is saying, I want you to do A. I want you to approach it like this. But we are not listening. We are not paying attention. There, there's too much noise around us, and that's understandably so. The world has become busier and louder, and there are many channels these days that are clamoring for our attention. I stumbled upon a graphic this week, and I thought, I mean, just it communicated perfectly what I'm saying. Look at this graphic. The ship is just sitting down, the sunglasses, it's, his hair is plugged, he's reading ship digest, the TV is in front of him, his laptop is on his lap, the radio is be, beside him, where's the Bible? Under the pile. And he's saying, I wonder why I don't hear from the shepherd anymore. Where's the shepherd? Behind. God says you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. Walk in it. But many times we have crowded out God's voice. And that is so, so important. Even right here in church, All the things that you've heard before coming to church, some, for some people, it's still playing in their heads. The song they heard yesterday at the wedding, it's still, it's still playing. Meanwhile, God is trying to tell you something. The discussion you had with your spouse, you're still playing it over. Meanwhile, God is trying to tell you something. So we have to pay attention. The second thing, we have to obey. It's also inherent in that listening up. We have to obey. We have to obey. Many times we just want God to speak. We just want God to talk. We just want God to talk. Now, the question is, why do you really want God to talk? Why do you, why do you really want God to talk? Why exactly do you really want to hear from God? Why? Do you want to hear from God so you can say, I am one of those people that can hear from God? Do you want to hear from God so that you can you can boast about it to your friends. Why do you really want to hear from God? Do you want to hear from God so that you can tell people what is happening in their lives? You're praying, God, tell me what is happening in that person's life. What about what is happening in your life? Have you done what God has? I mean, it's just amazing. We want to just hear from God for hearing's sake. Sometimes, you know, like someone said, I mean, it's very profound that God is not only to be heard. God is to be obeyed. We don't want to obey God. We just want to hear him. It's like, it's like an opinion. It's like we want to hear God. When, when we listen to our friends, then we, we read the newspaper, then we watch the, the news, then let's hear what God also has to say. You know, so that we can look at all the, you know, different viewpoints, you know. <laughs> Is that really why you want to hear God? 
When God speaks, we are to what? Obey. We are to listen. We are to obey. We are to obey. It's our job to obey. And you see, many times people are saying, God is not telling me new things. But the question is, what have you done with what he has told you? What, has, what have you done with what he has told you? You've heard so many sermons. What have you done with the sermons what you have heard? Say, but pastor, I wrote it. I wrote, if you see my notes, my notes is pristine, very clean and, you know, ordered. But what have you done? He says, oh, but pastor, I, I, tweeted, I tweeted the message. It's good to tweet it and share it, but what have you done? He said, but pastor, I, I put it on Facebook. I even, I even put your name there. Thank you. But what have you done about it? What have you done? What have you done about it? The interesting thing about rising spiritually is that you cannot rise above your level of obedience. You can't rise above your level of obedience. So for us to step up spiritually, we have to, number one, we have to look up. Number two, we have to listen up. For us to step up, Spiritually, we don't only have to look up and listen up. Number three, we have to climb up. 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 And climbing requires effort. Climbing requires effort. You know, that's one thing about climbing. It requires effort. If you check in scriptures, many times the meeting place of God is on a mountain. God says, come on a mountain top. And when God says, come and meet me on the mountain, God is saying, you have to climb. He won't tell you, but if you just say, meet me on the mountain, what does that mean? I'm not going to teleport you there. You have to climb. Climbing requires effort for you to rise up spiritually it has to be deliberate. You have to make the effort. You have to make the effort. As a church, I'm sure you've heard it and you've been hearing it. We are fasting. We are starting our fast tomorrow. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is where you rejoice as if you've just won a lottery. You know? <laughs> okay. The pastor lottery? <laughs> yeah. Should Christians win lottery? No, no, listen. Don't let us go there. Can we stay on this? <laughs> now, the point is this. You will have to make effort to fast. Fasting does not happen automatically. Do you know that? You have to, and interestingly, I don't know about you, whenever it is time for me to fast, it's as if everywhere I go, they are cooking does it happen to you also? <laughs> I was going to say the devil is a liar. <laughs> I'm going to climb. Why? I don't know why. You know, they say that uh, it's because of how we are wired, that the food has always been there, but we didn't notice. But I just don't know. It's as if that is when they begin to cook all sorts of things. And the thing just as a way of entering my nose. 
But what do I do? I have to climb. I have to climb. It takes effort. You have to be deliberate about it. You cannot climb by accident. You can fall by accident. But you cannot climb by accident. It's deliberate. You have to make the effort. You know? I've been accused that I, I need to lay hands on people so that they can receive the gift of fasting. <laughs> the people have said to me that, Pastor, you are not laying hands on her so that we can receive the gift of fasting and be able to fast like you fast. Well, I'm about to tell you the secret. Are you ready for the secret? Really ready? Ready, ready, ready? The secret is there is no gift of fasting. <laughs> that is the secret. You, there's no gift of fasting. You just have to fast. You have to climb. You have to deny yourself. You have to make the effort. You have to push. You have to push. And then he says, oh, pastor, can I break at 12 noon? The break at 12? So he said, well, at 12, even before I break at 12, um, can I take Pepsi? As we are at the moment, as the fast is about to start, believe me, from last week, some people have come up with a plan. A plan on how to dodge the fast. I'm telling you, that one, I'll just do this, I'll just do that, I'll just do this. They will just show up at God will do again service. And, you know, God will take the glory. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would rather ask you a question. Are you not tired of ground level? Are you not tired of ground level? Are you not tired of just staying on that level? Don't you want to come up? Don't you want to be where God wants to be? Don't you want to get access to all that God has for you? I do. And I'm sure you do. And God wants to speak to you. Like the picture we, we saw, the shepherd was there speaking. And he was speaking from where? Behind. I think it's Jeremiah 33. It says, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. God wants to speak to you. Revelations 1.10. Revelations 1.10. You know, this is very instructive. It says, I was, it was on the Lord's day. It was on the, it was on the service day. It was on Sunday, so to speak. And I was worshipping in the spirit. Suddenly, I heard where? Behind me. A loud voice like a trumpet blast. I heard behind me. I'm giving you tips on how to hear from God. Sometimes as if he's talking from behind you. A lot of the times. I heard from behind me. You know, I heard a voice saying, now, but where we are going is this. In this, in, on, on the Lord's day, I was worshipping in the spirit. We explained last week, it is possible to be in church and not to worship. Even today you've been in church. Some people have not worshipped. Why? They refuse to make the effort. They refuse to make the effort to worship. They refuse to focus on God. They decide to pose instead of worshipping. 
They refuse to lift up their hands, maybe, if they are said to lift up their hands. They refuse to open their mouths and to, to adore God. Why? I don't know. Because they just choose not to. So, it, 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 the, the, John was saying, on the Lord's day, I was worshipping in the spirit. That requires effort. That requires concentration. That requires climbing. But guess what? As I was worshipping in the spirit, I heard. Suddenly, I heard. And God wants you to worship and to worship him in the spirit. God wants you to worship him in the spirit and release your spirit, your soul, and your body. We take a song. And just worship him and just focus on him.
we are, we are standing. You know, we, we lose the patience to even worship and to just stay with God. We lose the, the, the contentment of just being with Him. You know, we are so much in a hurry. That even while this worship was going on, some people were like, ah, wait me this now. They didn't say it. But in their hearts, we, we, we just don't want to climb anymore. We just want to appear at the mountain top. But listen, it doesn't work like that. You have to climb. If you want to come up, if you want to step up, you have to climb up. In Acts 13, I think verse 2, it says, the apostles, they were ministering to God. They were worshiping. They were worshiping. And the Holy Spirit said, separate to me. I mean, their destinies were released because they just paid attention to God. As you pay attention to God, your destinies will be released to the next level. Many of you, you think, oh, you are doing great. You, are, you have not seen anything yet. And that's the truth. You haven't seen anything yet. And God is saying, come up. Climb up. Come up. Climb up in prayer. Climb up in sacrifice. Climb up in your time giving. Climb up. Climb up. The way life is designed, I work with God, everything, the way it is designed is this, it's simple. If it's not going to cost you anything, it's not going to take you anywhere. If it's not going to cost you anything, it's not going to, in your career, in your business, check. If it's not, cost, it's not going to cost you, it's not going to take you anywhere. Spiritually, it's the same thing. If it's not going to cost you anything, it's not going to take you anywhere. We, unfortunately, we have a generation that just wants everything at their doorstep. Convenient. You know, microwave, just, just microwave it. But guess what? You can microwave Poundo these days and have pounded yam. But how many people know that when you taste the original pounded yam, that one, how many people know it tastes different? I don't know if it's the sweat that enters it. Why are you pounding? But you, 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 the, 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 I don't know. It, it's, just, it's just not the same. You know, I say to, you know, my wife, I want to eat pounded yam. And I have pando. I'm like, you know, you have to smile so that you don't go hungry the next time. <laughs> I'm, eating I'm like, but this thing is not the original. You know what? The original takes time. The original takes sweat. It takes effort. I remember when we just got married, my wife went to buy piston and the mortar. She was actually pounding it, and I was begging her not to. <laughs> because by the time she finished pounding it, she doesn't, she doesn't have energy to do anything else. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that one is more important to me than pando. So <laughs> I said, you know what? Let's forget about this pando. This pando. <laughs> Let's forget about this pando. It doesn't matter. I will manage the pando. <laughs> <laughs> I 
praise the name of the Lord. Some things just take time. You don't have to stay there. You just have to sit before God. You can't short-circuit it. You can't microwave it. You just have to wait on him. Isaiah 40, verse 30. It says, even the weak, even the youth, sorry, will faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. It says, for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You just have to wait on the Lord. The word wait there is a complex word. It means to hope. It means to, to trust. It means to be entangled with in, in a sense of dependence on, on God. But you know, you know while it's, 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 it's beyond fasting, you cannot fast if you don't trust God. You cannot, you know, you can't fast if you don't trust God. If you don't trust God, you can't fast. If you, if, well, the fast is a 21-day fast. If you don't trust God, if you, if you go on the strength of, okay, let us just do it. After the third day, I assure you, you are going to stop. Why? Because you don't trust God. You don't trust that. It says that he that seek him must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you trust him, you will wait on him. And many times, the things we are facing, you know, are what the, the, the world calls, there's in the category of this kind. You know, some things are just, you know, they are just tough like nuts, like a hard rock, otakoko, you know, very stubborn. Then the category that they call this kind, this kind. And Jesus in Matthew, 1721, you can write it down, Matthew 1721. Jesus was saying, there's this kind, this kind does not go except but by what? Fasting and prayer. Look, some things will not budge until you engage spiritually and you step up. So for me to come up spiritually, for you to come up spiritually, you have to, number one, look up Number two, you have to listen up. Number three, you have to climb up. And finally, number four, for you to come up, you have to look up, listen up, climb up, and give up. You have to give up. For you to come up, you have to give up. You have to give up. Some things, some things have to go. Some of us, we are carrying unnecessary weights. We are carrying unnecessary baggages. We are carrying things we have no business carrying. But you see, the lighter you are, the easier you climb. The lighter you are, the easier you climb. So for you to come up, you have to give up. You have to give up. You have to give up. You have to give up your own ideas. You have to give up your own ways and embrace God's ways. You have to give up. Give up your own formulas and embrace God's formula. Give up. Give up your own and embrace God's. Many of us, people, and God's people, everybody, I believe, you have a unique destiny. You have a great destiny. You have a huge destiny. 
But you see, you, you, you cannot live a common life and expect an uncommon destiny. You cannot live a common life and expect an, an uncommon destiny. You cannot do what the masses are doing and expect to stand out from the masses. It doesn't work like, like that. The people that do what the masses are doing end up, end up being like the masses. You cannot do what the common are doing and expect to have your level of distinction that God has for you. So, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is simple. Your uncommon destiny requires an uncommon lifestyle. The things that the ordinary people cannot give up, the great people give them up easily. The things that the ordinary people think, if I give this up, I'm going to die. I go die, yo. The greats, they give it up without thinking. The ordinary person will say, oh, pastor, you know, I don't, it's not my, I don't feel like reading. You know, I'm not, I'm not the reading type. Have you heard that before? As someone that wants to die in mediocrity. I'm not the reading type. Sorry. The greats, they're like, where are the books? They are hungry to read. Why? Because leaders are readers. The person that reads will always rule over the people that don't. That's how it is. God says to the Jews, this book of the law does not depart. Paul says to Timothy, bring my books. He was in prison. Bring my parchment. Bring my books. The great easily let go of their sleep. The ordinary person does not joke with sleep. The, the commoner, we even want three additional three hours of sleep. The great can give up their sleep easily. If they need to work, they, they have to work. Sleep does not stop them. They sleep, don't get me wrong, but I mean, what the great give up, the ordinary Relish. You will not die an ordinary life. You cannot live a common life and expect a unique destiny. You have to live an uncommon life so that your common destiny can break forth. Does that make sense to you? Hebrews 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Wherefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. The normal person has a sin that easily trips them up. For some people, they don't have a problem with money. They don't have a problem with girls. They have a problem with glory, with pride. Some people, they don't have a problem with pride, with glory. They don't have a problem with gold, with money, but they have a problem with girls. Some people don't have a problem with girls. They don't have a problem with glory, but they have a problem with money. They can die 
just avoid it. You can take anything. Take their children. They don't mind. But just don't touch their money. For some people, that the devil is on their case in a special way. They have a combination of these three. Gold, glory, girls combined. God is saying, you need to let go if you want to come up. You need to give up if you want to come up. You need to strip off. You know, listen, if you look at this scripture, it, it says weights that slows us down. So there are some things, there are weights, they are not necessarily sin. Yes, you need to let go of the sin. It's obvious. It's obvious. But there are weights that slow you down. God says, for you to come up, you need to strip off this weight. You need to give up the weight. So the question to you is, what is slowing you down? What is slowing you down? I'm amazed when, when people come to me and, and they say things. I said, I said in the, the first worship experience, which was yesterday, I said in the second worship experience also, which was this morning, you know, and I'm going to say it again. When people come to me and, and, and they say things like, oh, oh, pastor, is it a sin if I do A or if I do B? Is it a sin? You know, listen, some things are not necessarily sins, but they are wrong for you because of your own consecration, because of what God wants to do in your life. He will say to you, don't do this. It's not because it is a sin. You may see other people doing it, and God may be with them, but God says you don't do it. Then you come to your pastor, an ordinary man, and you are saying, you want him to authenticate what the Holy Spirit says you should not do. You want to kill him. So, when people come to me and say, Pastor, is it a sin if I do this? You know what I do? I use Koniman Dye, Koniman I dodge the question. Don't put me in trouble. By the time you, be, you are asking that question, it means that there's something, there's a, there's a check in your spirit. It means there's something that's telling you you shouldn't be doing this. But you want a man to tell you you can do it so that you can go before God and say it is him. So some things are not necessarily sins. But they are not for you. God said to Samson, don't have a hair cut. No razor on your head. That is your consecration. Now listen. Is it a sin to have a haircut? Is it a sin to go to the barbers? So something comes to his pastor and says, Pastor, is it a sin if I cut my hair? The man is not there when God told you. And many of you, God has said, don't cut your hair. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should go Rasta. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. No, but we can use that as an analogy. God is saying, don't tread this path. But you are seeing everybody going through that path. If you do, it slows you down. You can't climb. So what is slowing you down? Is it your stubbornness? What's slowing you down? Is it an habit? 
Some people, they have to smoke joints. But, but pastor, is not in the Bible that thou shalt not smoke marijuana. See your disobedience. All those things will put you in bondage. Give it up so, so that you can step up. God is saying, give it up so you can step up. Give it up. So today, God is challenging us to step up spiritually. He's saying to you and I, step up spiritually. He's saying, for you to step up spiritually, you need to look up. Tell me you need to look up. For you to step up spiritually, you need to listen up. You need to listen up. For you to step up spiritually, you need to climb up. And for you to step up spiritually, you need to what? You need to give up. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. And let's talk to God by what we have heard. Some of you, you need to give up your life. You need to give up your life. And say to God, over to you, God, enough of bondage. Enough of roaming around. Enough of just parambulating. I want to give up my life. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, in the privacy of your seat, you are saying, Pastor, I need to give up. Remember, if you are dead spiritually, you can't even begin to step up. Remember, if you don't have an admission in the university, you can't begin to get promoted. You are saying, I need to give up, Pastor. Pray with me wherever you are seated. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, that's me. God bless you. Put up your hand, put up your hand well. God bless you over there. God bless you, sir. God bless you over there. God bless you, my brother over there. God bless you, sir. Keep the hands up. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister over there. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. God bless you over there. God bless you. At the back there, God bless you. That is me. God bless you, sir. Keep the hands up. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Once you have the card, you can, God bless you, sir, over there. God bless you. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand and say it to God. I give it up to you, Jesus. I give up my life. Come and have your way. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Put up that hand over your head. Once you have the card, you can put it down. That is me. Pray with me. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling. The instructions are scrolling. That is me. Oh, Father, we thank you. The rest of us, let's talk to God. Some of us, we need to look up. We need to stop looking around. We need to stop looking back. Some of us, we need to listen up. We talk too much. We are too distracted. There's too many, there are too many things contending for our attention. Some of us, we need to climb up. We need to make the effort. We need to make the effort. We need to climb up. For some of us, we need to give up. everyone that is giving up their lives to you today they've come to you not to any man, to you the maker of the heavens and the earth Lord we ask that you reveal yourself to them Lord, change their lives 
in the way that only you can. Let your name be glorified. We pray for every one of us, Lord. Give us the grace to look up, the grace to listen up, the grace to make the effort and to climb up, and the grace to give up. And let your name be glorified. Let your name be glorified, Lord Jesus. I give myself away. Jesus for his kindness, his mercy, his love, his compassion.